the most important thing you could share with me today is your perspective. Because the freedom of perspective fuels the logic we use to defend truth. We never stop fighting for freedom and truth, and that is what makes us Americans. Welcome to Critical Thought with Noah Chalaya. Radio 1310 KNOX 107.9, 103.3 FM. Good morning, 906.16 out in the studio with me. Mayor of Grand Forks, Brandon Bochensky. Welcome in, sir. Good morning, Noah. Thanks for having me as usual. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to be here. So, obvious news of the day. Uh, Foo Fung voted 5-0 to zero to, to abandon the project. Um, I, I want to start with this. What does the, what does the, what, what does the process look like for things that you know, are kind of the fallout from it. So, for example, the de-annexation process for those that didn't want to be annexed in the first place, is that something the city is looking into? And is that something that has a reasonable chance of going forward? Or is it kind of, is that, are we too far too late? Well, I mean, that's certainly a city council decision in the end. But uh, this, you know, this is an area that was ripe for annexation 30 years ago. The council tried to do that 30 years ago. It's an area that's within flood protection. Okay. It's an area that has received plowing and street maintenance. It's an area um, that's gotten you know, usage of the roads, direct access to roads in the city has had staffing, has had access to customers. I mean, everything in there, the property should have been annexed 30 years ago. So I think, uh, I think I do believe that that needs to stay and that needs to go forward. So in your mind, those, so that in Fufung are two separate issues. They're, it just, they happen to coincide. Well, yeah, I mean, I, they did coincide, but they, to me, there are issues that are somewhat separate, but somewhat connected because it, you know, there was a larger area of the product, you know, that part of town was growing and expanding and, it needed to be served. And I think we've had not just the Fufang project, but a lot of other um, uh, properties in there that wanted to do some expansions and needed needed city services on, uh, beyond what they were already getting. Your questions, your comments are welcome at 775-5559. You can call or text us, email us live at com. The mayor would love to entertain your thoughts. Um, how about the stormwater system? Is that something that, you know, I think largely was put in for Fufung, but is that something that has value outside of a cord milling plant? Well, that's a that's a regional, so that's going to serve everything in that area. And that's nobody, you know, nobody enjoys these ponds. We've all had to mm-hmm. pay for these ponds. Every development in the city, in our flood protection, that's an EPA requirement. That is um, Corps of Engineers. That's something that we have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it it makes the the cost of property a lot more expensive because we've got to put those in. But that's helps us in flood times, and more importantly, at uh, any runoff has a chance to settle there and doesn't end up in the river. So. Those are both a practical serve, serve a practical purpose and an environmental one. And I don't think anybody likes them, but just about anybody in town has had to pay specials on flood protection and on that. And that's mm-hmm. what keeps our city safe. After listening to the citizen comments last night, what were your what were your takeaways from the people that came in and, and, and shared their opinions and their and their, I guess, reflections of of how they felt? Well, I'm I'm glad that they that they have spoken the entire time. I think uh, I've been very clear and thank the people that have come and and, and said their piece. Um, in the end, I mean, they did. They were raised this specter to the national level more so than the county or than the, the council could have done. I think they mm-hmm. they did a good job with that, and I think it brought a lot of attention to an issue. So, um, I don't think I, I had ever treated anyone with disrespect. I think I did the best I could to, to allow everyone's voices to be heard and to to do so in a respectful and and dignified matter. And I think sometimes it, it boiled over, but uh, you could obviously see there was a lot of frustration and 
Sure. Um, you know, throughout the process. So it's, it's been a long process, been a tough one, but it's come to a conclusion and the right conclusion. Do you evaluate or have, have you, have you and the city council thought about ways to change the process for either citizens comments or citizen input so that people can be maybe heard more so in the way of, instead of just a one way speaking, like, Hey, get a certain amount of minutes, say your piece, and then you go away and then we conduct the real business. Is there any way to change that system to allow more input from citizens so that, you know, they, their, their, their concerns can be heard and addressed? Yeah. And I think that's something that will be discussed going into the future on this project. There were so many items that needed more information. I Mm. mean, that's why the project, when this was back, when it first came and you know, two thirds of the congressional delegation, when Hovind supported it, when the governor supported it, when the lieutenant governor supported it, when the Department of Commerce supported it, when the county and the school district supported it, when everybody supported it, we didn't just say yes. We said, we got to go through a process. We need all this information. Mm. And that was information that we needed to give to the people to be able to have a, a final conclusion on it. Um, you know, a lot of people, it was enough that at that time, you know, to hear that had any connection to China was enough to shut down. I, I can understand that standpoint. Uh-huh. We were trying to have a full, full understanding of what exactly that meant and how businesses are connected. And, and I think in the end, as we've seen the last couple of years, you know, any business now that is, that is operating that has any connection to China is you know, really perceived as a direct arm of the Chinese military. That's not something that I thought two years ago when this, uh, when this started. Now it's something I do. So um, definitely, I think lessons can be learned without a doubt. I'm, I think this was challenging from the start. But I am glad that we put a process in place when everyone else said, yes, yes, yes. The city said, let's take a longer look at this. And the process in the end did work. Um, we were able to allow um, all the items that needed to get gathered. They never got to the finality, but the city never said yes to the project. We said yes to this this process to find out more information, and then we could make a final decision. And, you know, I know people were upset with that, but the company did uh, – you know, make some, you know, some investments and some on the site that was on, was at their risk. And now Uh they're really have a stranded asset there. And that was on them. That's why letter of credit was important because we had costs into getting all the information back. So it was challenging from the start. And I think, uh, you know, we definitely got to dissect this and look afterwards, see how, how we can be better. And so did, did those kinds of, those kinds of things that that influence your decision to craft a development agreement? So that you would have some teeth to go back on and say, hey, you know, this here are the things that would need to be met for us to move forward with this project, whether they are or not. Well, we obviously knew that we could be, um, you know, with infrastructure and with um, environmental factors, we'd have a lot more hand. But we didn't know. I mean, national security wise, we don't know. We don't have access. And, you know, a lot of people can say, um, you know, it's China. So you've you've got to clearly just say no to anything. But I, I don't think that we were quite there yet two years ago as a country. Uh, when we got into the development agreement, I think we've seen an escalation with obviously Russia taking over Ukraine and Russia and China being allies. I think COVID from you know China has really raised the specter there. It's Chinese spy balloon, um, Taiwan. I mean, a lot of things have happened since then, and tensions have have increased. Yeah, and yeah, it, things have changed. That's for sure. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. You're on KNOX with Mayor Bochinski. Good morning. I got to give it to you, Mayor. You really are become a really good politician here. Could you elaborate? If if it wasn't for the citizens of this town to to put the the petition out and slow this whole process down, it is Todd Phelan's words that this this plant would have been in the ground last spring. So once again, you are lying to the citizens of this city. So please stop playing politician, man up, apologize for what you have done, 
in, hey, like I'm going to say, leave your position. When when was the development agreement signed, Mayor? Um, I think that it, it got approval in February and was signed in May of twenty 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 one of twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two. Yeah, so okay. last la, last year. Yep. Okay. So is that not the sir? Is that oh he hung up. See that that's what happens. They 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 say and then they run. But my question to him was going to be: Is that not like if if there is a concern? Okay, and somebody comes up and says, "Hey, this is concerning. I'm I'm unhappy with the way this is going. I have some concerns." Is the responsible next step not to say, "Let's look into it." Okay, there are concerns about China. Fine, let's look into it. And in the process of doing that, would you not write an agreement that outlines here are the goes, here are the no goes, and then follow with that agreement? I guess I'm I'm just not understanding how that's an irresponsible way to proceed. Well, I think the company had their own timeline that they would have liked to operate on it, but that, well, sure. you know, we weren't going to be able to meet that by any means. There was a lot of factors that, that had to be looked at. So, um, this, you know, in the end, they were never granted a building permit. They were never even broke ground on a single building. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, I, I do think I have said that before. I do think that the, the community members that pushed back did a good job and, 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 and raised the, you know, the level of this so that we could have, you know, a national discussion. I thought that was good. I don't, Again, I, I I don't know that this process moved quickly. You, you you're um, you know, multiple years into this, and they they haven't even you know, like I said, a building permit and a and a a, a building was was never even constructed. So I mm-hmm. think we did a good job slowing it down with the the development agreement, and I think we still didn't even finish that process. I mean, we found something that a condition that couldn't be met, so we mm-hmm. stopped the process. I mean, it really did work how it was intended. Can it be improved? Of course. Text messages says, I agree with Brandon. They should have been in 30 years ago. The businesses take advantage of the close proximity to the city, but they don't want to pay. The businesses will pass the expense on to the customers anyway. 775-5559, you're on Cano X. Good morning. Good morning, Mayor. Super Dave, how are you? Hey, good morning. This is a hard lesson for you guys to learn, but this is a lesson whenever you're dealing with uh, geopolitical and national issues. I mean, we've got to have a clear vision statement or mission statement. We've got to be effective in our communication, and it wasn't. We've got to have a good return on investment, and that hadn't identified its, its cause there. Um, we have to be able to manage and mitigate our subordinates' performance, and really your subordinates, Mr. Mayor, really set you up for failure. And then we've got to be able to identify the second and third order effects. And what I mean by that is the geo- geopolitical impacts. The national security strategy years ago, well, to be exact, six years ago, identified China as a, a major player uh, attempting to uh, to overtake and overthrow the United States in its efforts. Um, the, uh, the historical examples that we have in the United States alone, a good one is the Smithfield hams and what they did when, the, when China fell short with their, uh, their pork production and their hogs became sick. They stopped shipping the hams out of Virginia, well, out of Smithfield, if you will, uh, to U.S. distributors, and they sent them all overseas. And then we could also look at China's, uh, China's processes, where they're moved into, have moved into South America and into uh, South Africa, and how they're setting themselves up. So I think, I think really what we had here was a, a very clear and perfect example of fixation to a cause. And we actually turned our backs on our or our superiors, our superiors being the voters, um, the one critical piece that really, really should have been a a red flag to the 
the uh, city council and, and to you, Mr. Mayor, was the fact that they did pull 7,000 signatures, which is, as I've said before, more than more than what what's vote, voted in the uh, in the elections here in Grand Forks, in the city of Grand Forks, over a couple of years. They pulled that number just to get it to a vote. Your thoughts on the on the signatures that did that does that carry weight to you? Oh no, I think it absolutely did. I think we had and still we were in the process of gathering information at that point. And I think um, in the end, I think that would have been a great point for you know to stop the thing. I think that was a, the challenge to try to figure that out. Ultimately, you know, it was out of the council's hands to some extent on that piece because that was a decision by the auditor. And and you know, I don't know what that's a. Uh, you know, the right way to do it or not. But I think we were in the process of trying to get it fresh, but he makes some, some really good points uh, throughout his comments there. And I think uh, that was a balance of trying to figure out, you know, you've seen oh, there's 2,500 Chinese businesses doing business in here. I don't think our enemy is the Chinese people. I think it is the government and trying to figure out if there's a separation between private business and, and citizens and versus the government. But I think that that we're at a point now where we really can't dif- differentiate that. And I think, it took a process for me to understand that, and I think our, our, our country has changed on that stance Absolutely. as well. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. So the last gentleman just on the phone, he articulated himself very well. And if people want to criticize what's going on, that's the tone and the demeanor I'd like to hear. Um, I guess I've been listening to this thing since day one. You know, sometimes when projects come along, you have to sign non-disclosures because uh, communities or whatever get involved with somebody. They're they're talking about building something or wanting to do something, and they don't want to tip off uh, their competition. And so you sign non-disclosures that you can't talk about anything. And then finally, it gets to the point that hey, all the I's and the T's and everything's been dotted and crossed, and now you can talk about it. But people think they should be involved in it from day one. Well, sometimes that doesn't work. Mm. And people st- and people standing out there lobbing grenades at everybody. And, and, and making acquisitions and whatnot, you know, that doesn't help the cause. Not one iota. You know, it, all it does is, is, paint, is paint a picture for other corporations that might want to come to Grand Forks and do business, looking, looking to say, ah, do we want to go there and have this happen to us and have our, our corporate name dragged out in the mud? I mean, there, there's a time and a place, but everybody's got to come talk civil about what we're doing and not just lob grenades at everybody and accuse them of this and accuse them of that. And nobody has any proof of nothing, absolutely nothing. But to sit down and have a civil conversation, you know what, we'll, 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 be, ten, we'll be 10 miles ahead doing that than we are lobbing grenades at each other. And I just wish people would just, everybody take a volume, just chill out and say, yeah, there were some mistakes made. Let's see what we can do to rectify it so it doesn't happen again. We all learn, you know, life has learned about making mistakes and making the right choices. So, I mean, I just wish everybody would just calm down. We go through a process. We see what worked. We see what didn't work. You know, if the city council is at fault for some, I, me as a, as a taxpayer, I apologize. I think that we could have done it better, yes, but I also felt the federal government, they could have said something six months ago, eight months ago, nine months ago, and said, hey, this doesn't work, and, and put that letter out there. And everybody said, well, you knew, you knew. Well, not until somebody puts something in writing. Mm. So, I mean, it, it's been a learning process, and I think it's been a good learning process. But I just wish people would just quit throwing grenades at everybody, and let's just have a civil conversation. That's I appreciate, all I ask. I appreciate the call. Your thoughts, Mayor? 
Yeah, I mean, I agree lar- largely with that. I think that that's very well articulated. I think the you know the length of time definitely added to the frustration. I think when people weren't getting the response that they wanted in the time that they wanted, I think that added to the frustration. I think the annexation piece of it added a lot uh, to frustration because there was people that didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I understand where the, the emotion comes from. And I've always, you know, pleaded and, and, and hoped that we'd have civil discussion on it. And, and it didn't always happen. But uh, I think for the most part, it did. I think there was there was times when it didn't. But largely, I think it did. So, 775-5559, you're on KNOX with the mayor. Good morning. Morning, gentlemen. Morning. Oh, boy. A lot of things I'd like to respond to to that last caller. I don't think a lot of people are throwing grenades. I think they're bringing up uh, very valid points. Um, there's a difference. Um, you know, they're very specific points. This thing has been a mess from the start. There's nothing I can say that that hasn't been said by people much more articulate than me. But my two points I wanted to make this morning. One is now all of a sudden... Uh, uh, with no disrespect, Mayor, but yeah, I think the guy was right to call earlier. Uh, you got to be a very good politician. A lot of these guys have. We're going on news and contradicting things we've said before. Uh, now, we, when you say we, you're talking as uh, pretty much as the community instead of we as the city council, which it has been uh, all along. So we can fight that out forever. Something really troubled me last night watching the city council meeting, though. The gentleman that got up, I don't remember who he was, and he had this plaque made up for uh, Jody Carlson. And as soon as he went to try and present it to her, I don't know who it was that immediately started yelling, I make a motion to adjourn or recess or something, proves to me that the city council, save a couple, maybe Ken Veen and for certainly Ms. Osowski, uh, can't handle what the citizens have to say. They're, they don't want to hear it. You know, you have to sit there and take the public's comments, but when somebody does something like that to recognize one of the most key and instrumental people trying to get your attention and do the right thing, which you know you didn't do, the city council did not do its due diligence, you did not do the right thing, and now it's blame the Air Force, blame the government. They took too long, all this kind of garbage. So, but my main point is it, it seems obvious that the council still does not want to listen to what the, the people have to say if it goes against something that, uh, that they're trying to push. And one other thing quickly, uh, there were a couple of people that said the entire city council should resign. Um, I hope he wasn't including where they, because there were a couple, Ms. Oselski, who has been against this from the start, she has a common sense approach to this snowmobile path. Uh, I think Ken Bean is starting to show that he's a little more of a representative of the constituents of Grand Forks instead of a dictator that sits up there doing only what they feel is right for them personally. So that's all I got to say. Uh, I'm not going to hang up in case there's a question, but uh, that's, that's all I have to say anyway. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, I, I appreciate the call. I, you know, I tried to do the best I could at allowing everybody uh, a chance to speak. And, you know, it was a roughly probably two hour citizen comment period. And I think it was, it was good. I think it'll help with some of the healing. It's a start. I mean, we're really at the front end of this thing for now. I think it's, you know, we're moving to a new step. This one's mm-hmm. done. It's time to, um, you know, do the dissection, the, the, uh, what do you call it when you, after something's died and you autopsy, autopsy. there you go. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, I again, I, I wasn't the one jumping in there trying to, to stop any of that. I think I was trying to let everyone have their voice and, and, and speak. To the point that, as I recall, two or three different times, the buzzer went off, their time was over, and you just sat there quietly as people continued, I think one time saying, hey, time's up, I would like you to wrap it up, but then let them say their piece. We'll take the break here. I see your calls. We will get to them. Uh, We've got a short break here. We'll continue with the mayor next. This is Critical Thought on KNOX. News Radio 1310 KNOX 1079-1033-FM 934-17 out in the studio with me, Mayor Brandon Bochensky. We're talking about Fufeng, the city council voting five to zero to terminate the project. Lots of it's kind of step one now in in the aftermath, though, of all of the other decisions that need to be made. Your calls, your thoughts are welcome at 775-5559. You're on KNOX with the mayor. Good morning. Good morning. I just uh want to say I've been listening to KNOX. 15 years or so and uh, one thing i would say is that the community of grand forks needs to be a little more civil with each other hmm. um you know I, I i don't know why anybody'd want to run for school board uh city council or mayor i just i feel like they get beat up so bad and i understand they gotta have thick skin and, and that's kind of what they sign up for but if you look at the elections that we have, um, it, it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of people that are willing to stick their neck out and uh, and be a civil servant. And uh, I, I don't know why anybody would be when they when they get beat up so bad all the time. And like I say, over the last 15 years, it just seems like uh, it doesn't matter who you are, school board, uh, uh, county, city, they all get just beat. And and it's frustrating to hear at times. Um, and, and even their families take a, a beating sometimes. And I, I just don't think that's right. I think we need a little more civility. And uh, that, I guess that's that's about my two cents. So these people that have this all figured out, I'd like to see their name on the ballot this next uh, election and uh, let them put their neck out there. Um, you know, it's easy to throw the stones, like we said, uh, the previous caller was saying, uh, but but be civil about it, and, mm. and and I understand that people are passionate, but articulate it uh, in a way that uh, you know is civil, I guess. So thank you. Well said, sir. Thank you. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. Text messenger has this to say: Hi, gentlemen. For all those that spoke at the city council meeting, I hope the mayor understands there are just as many, if not more, that appreciate the work that you and the council put into this project. Another text messenger has this to say, I commend you for the process, but I wonder if it is time to censure your president for actions against the community stakeholders. Text messenger asks, Noah, could you ask the mayor if he believes Fufeng will start a lawsuit against the city? Well, that was the importance of having those protections there. If we didn't set up those contractual protections at the start when everybody was for the project, um, then at least I'm talking, you know, some political leadership that were all uh, supportive of it. If we didn't have those protections, we certainly would have been in probably in, in tough shape. Mm. So right now we've got those protections. We've got a number of, of uh, areas that completely limit liability. And then also there were some representations made by this company. And then we also had sections that uh, um, made it impractical to move forward based on what we got the letter from the Air Force. So I think um, we're very well protected on that front. And we wouldn't have been if we didn't have that development agreement in place then. 
775-5559. You're on KNOX with the mayor. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Mayor. I think you're doing a great job. Uh, don't listen to these uh, people who think they know everything uh, because they read something on the Internet. And I'm very disappointed in the Air Force uh, for uh, bowing down to only thing I can think of is paranoia until they actually come out and say what the threat was if this place was built then to me they were just cowards thank you appreciate the call uh 775-5559 you're on knox good morning good morning is this me that's you yeah good morning well mayor i'd I'd like to uh, thank you for your service to the city, and I, I hope this doesn't deter uh, you guys from keeping uh, from pursuing companies that are from foreign countries that can that could expand our global economic footprint. Because I don't think that uh, as a community, Grand Forks will grow. And of course, there's a lot of people in Grand Forks that have an anti-growth um, mentality, but uh, you either grow or you die. And uh, I thank you for your service and also for your humility. And uh, leadership requires humility and openness. And you're exhibiting both of them. And uh, all these people that are calling with their self-congratulatory and back-patting and saying that you're not listening to the people. They think their voices are the only ones that matter. And uh, there are other people in the community that are very supportive of you and the other growth-minded council members and elected officials so thank you yeah no i I appreciate the call um yeah i mean it's definitely challenging i think we do need to to look for for foreign investment just you know not from china i think looking at uh you know european other countries that are allies that are willing to come and invest in our country we have to be open and willing to that i mean you've seen a japanese company investing in uh in fargo with their um, soybean crushing plant and as for the Air Force, the, the previous caller, I mean, I, I, I don't think you can really blame them either. I think this was challenging. This was new. I think they had expected probably the CFIUS process to unfold differently. And I think uh, there's some, you know, there's some issues with that process. And I know I've uh, had some conversation with Representative Armstrong. He's working hard to either expand that or gut it and start over because it, it just clearly didn't didn't do anything, you know, in the end to give finality to this. So, um. Yeah, I'm just trying to hit on a few of those calls, but I, I appreciate the calls. I, you know, I'm doing the best I can. I know some people that, you know, certainly have lodged a lot of accusations and a lot of things, and that that hurts. And I've really tried to be balanced on this thing. I've tried to, uh, you know, tried to grow the city, tried to find ways to do that, and and tried to look at this thing objectively. Um, you know, in the end, uh, I wish it would have ended much sooner. I wish we would have never. I wish the EDC would have never responded to that email they got from the Department of Commerce on a project that was a, a corn mill. I mean, mm. that was before I was even in office. I mean, I wish a lot of things through this thing, um, but here we are today and we've got to try to find a way to move forward. And I want to continue to see the community grow and to grow in a positive way. And that's the biggest thing that, that hurt me through this is that there is a lot of good things going on in, in, in the community. And I think this was a big distraction. And, you know, as, as the mayor, that's, that's my responsibility, you know, mm. letting that distraction um, hide from all the positives. So, um, I have to own that. Um, and it's, like I said, I, I got nothing. I don't know what else to say. 
I, I think you said a lot. Seven seven. Let me ask you this: any what would be wrong, if anything, of having American companies come in? Like I can understand the appreciation for foreign investment, but what would be wrong with just saying, "Let's see if an American can do it first, and then and then if that doesn't pan out, then maybe we could look at some foreign investments." I think we'd we'd all love that. That's you know option A. I think we've seen largely in our country is the, the investments going um, from the U.S. to other countries. I mean, mm. they're in, U.S. companies are investing in China and India and Mexico mm-hmm. um, and a lot of other places trying to expand their footprint. And uh, I think we would we would much rather them invest in their their own communities where the where they, where they live. Yeah. But that we've seen that progression obviously happen over the last forty years, and some of that's some of that's good because you're expanding new markets, but. Uh, some of it uh, I, I don't think is good because you're, you know, you're investing in, in manufacturing, let's say, where those jobs could be here rather than overseas. And right. a lot of that's been shipped because you've got cheaper labor there. And some of that's probably kept our, our prices down, but it's, it's cost us, uh, I think, on, on other fronts. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to make a few points um, from a couple of the calls that have come in. You know, I vote in the elections, and um, I have not been involved in this whole Fufang thing other than following it. And I was not even following it because of the fact that I didn't really know anything about it, neither did my husband. I vote for my city council members and my mayor, and there really hasn't been a whole lot of interest or involvement in our city council proceedings since the 97 flood. Would you agree with that so far, uh, Mayor Bochensky? Can you say, I, think, I guess I didn't understand exactly what you meant in proceeding since 97, well, you, of getting feedback yeah, type of thing? You yeah, you don't see a lot of people coming to the council meetings. You okay. don't see a lot of input. Kind of the meetings just flow. But I think that if we can learn anything, and this is, I'm not angry. I'm not going to yell at you. That's not my, my part here. I think what we really need to learn from this is that what happens is when the communication breaks down between leadership and the citizens of a community or a government, that's when things escalated. And I have been a faithful watcher of the council meetings every Monday night. And thank you to Jody Carlson, the Facebook, KNOX, all these people that finally did become frustrated, that brought the communication to the people and started talking about this project that no one knew about and that was going to impact all of us in the community. Therefore, you got a lot of people in the city involved. And then when you have your elected officials that do not want to communicate and effectively have these discussions with the citizens that are now concerned about what you're bringing to Grand Force, which I want uh, development and that in this community as well. But and then the type of communication that took place, I pulled into Kanoex several times and thought how appalling to have my city council representatives, mine is Brett Weber and Dana Sandy, talk to the citizens that have come there, taken time out of their lives to express to you all what their concerns are. And then you say again today, and I'm not picking on you, I'm just regurgitating what has been said. You said, I tried to be fair and let everyone talk. That didn't even happen last night. First of all, you were not going to let the lady that called in that told us that in 2018 she'd let Governor Burgum know that this was a, a Chinese company that we knew way back in 2018. I never heard that till last night. You were not going to let her talk because we don't have a protocol where they talk through the phone. Then you did allow it. 
then you will try to cut these people off that have been 14 or 15 months trying to express their feelings, and they're very passionate last night. I don't think any of them were nasty other than, you know, they're calling for resignations. That's not being nasty. That's asking their beliefs. But you guys were going to cut them off, and then Mr. Weber has the audacity to trade and put the council in a recess and thank goodness that all of you had cooler heads and better thought processes not to put the council into a recess last night so these people could be heard. So your whole thing about communication is what started all of this. And my last point to you is I would ask you to go back two weeks ago when you were not there and uh, um, Dana Sandy ran the meeting. Ken Veen asked in that meeting that we are going to vote on this Fusang project, right? Once all the information is gathered in the development agreement and you present it to all of us, that's when we're going to vote whether we accept Fusang as a project or not. Go back two weeks and see what Mr. Veen told, I mean, what Mr. Sandy told Veen. No, this is already a done deal. This project, we've accepted it. We're moving forward. The only way it stopped is, again, if there's a security risk or whatever, something else in that, a security in that a development agreement. You guys, transparency, communication. I'm going to tell you, I have lost trust in my city council. I will now be a citizen that becomes more involved. And thank God for the group that had the audacity, Mr. Bojanski, to come forward and continue to bring the information to this community. I hope that you start rebuilding by doing something to the people on that council that treated these citizens so poorly. That's how you are a leader. When are you going to discipline them for the way they treated us citizens of this town? And I'll listen. I appreciate the call. What can be done to address the, the, the civility issue? Well, firstly, for, you know, first, I appreciate the call. appreciate the feedback. I don't and you have to understand the mayor is separately elected and the council members. Mm-hmm. I don't have uh, any, any authority over the council. Quite frankly, it's you know more of the opposite. They're going to set the rules that we have to follow as the administration. So okay. there's no, there's no avenue, you know, um, for that type of, of thing. I didn't, I guess I didn't catch that in the committee of the whole. Um, it was always the, the intention and the plan and the whole agreement. The point of that was that we could get all the details before making the final decision on the project that had never been made. So yeah, um, I don't run the committee of the whole. That is for the city council. So those are ran by the city council president. Um, but I think, no, I mean, I think she makes some, some good points. I think that's going to be part of it, trying to figure out how to have better communication. And she is right. I don't think um, there has been a lot of engagement. I mean, if you look at the city council, if you look at a lot of other boards, you can look at the county commission. I don't think there's a lot of citizen engagement with that. I don't think there's a lot of citizen engagement with the school board, the park district. Now, I think that's a positive to have more citizen engagement because you know sure. what people are thinking. And it shouldn't just take something bad to, you know, something that, that they think that everyone's perceiving is, is bad to come. It'd be great to have, you know, input on a lot of different items. And you don't always get that. And you can use a lot of different avenues to try to get feedback. And it's it's difficult because you can send out a survey, like apparently it was sent out for the snowmobile thing. And if that doesn't get, um, you know, sent out to enough people, you're only getting feedback from a certain, certain thing that ends up being used as a, a way to stop something. And I don't think right. that's the right way to do it either. So there definitely needs to be, um, you know, a look at how we can, communicate better and get feedback uh, better. So I, I do appreciate her call, and she makes some really good points. 775-5559, you're on KNOX with the mayor. Good morning. Is this me? That's you. Uh, yeah, hi, my name's Tommy. Uh, first of all, uh, I don't believe that Grand Forks has been business-friendly for 40 years. You bring in a 
Ford store and a Chevy store at the same time, they get treated differently. I do believe that Brandon's leadership and Freeland's and others, when they came out with that development agreement, it has a level playing field for everybody. Uh, this deal took longer than it should have, but I believe it went down in the right way because they stuck to the development agreement. So I believe that we do have strong leadership and that we'll continue to grow, but we need to treat every deal the same. And I've built some stuff in this town, and each deal was different. And so uh, good job, Brandon, and, your, and the city for going through last night and the last few months, but I think we're on the right path. Yeah, I appreciate the call, and I think he, he makes some, some really good points. I think there's been a lot of frustration over the years the way certain businesses have been treated over other ones, and I think uh, um, I've really tried to work hard to change that and to, mm-hmm. to be more of a business-friendly community. Um, you know, we've done a lot of work. We've taken inspections. We've removed that from engineering to have more of a an, an atmosphere where it's not so much engineers. The gray area, you can work in the gray area, and you can be more communicative. Um, so there is, you know, a lot of that. I, you know, go out constantly and try to, speak to businesses and find ways to, to make their lives easier. And I think uh, we need to continue to do that. I think some of that has unfortunately, been, you know, a lot of my time has been taken up that I would normally be doing other things that need to get back and focusing on other things that benefit the city too. So I'd like to ask you, sir, what would have been the consequence if instead of waiting for the development agreement to play out insofar as you have a specific threat that you can look to, a specific piece of paper you can point to and say, this is what is a no-go for us. What would have been the consequence if you would have just said, you know what, for the you know, 17th time in a row, all of these people have come in and, and said that they are really upset about this and don't like it, and so I need to respect the voters, and so we're just going to bail from the project. What would have been the consequences to make a decision based off of nothing more than just people didn't want it, so we're not going to do it? Well, you when you start the process, then I think you've got to follow that contractually. So, I mm-hmm. mean, in many ways, that was all set up to protect us. But at that point, you've got to have valid arguments on, you know, against it. And we had valid arguments. We just need the documentation and the true, like, legal stance to be able to be against it. Mm-hmm. You don't need a development agreement. If that company just came in and said, we need infrastructure, here's what we need, uh, you know, here's our plan. Um, if you, you know, if, if you're just going to serve that project and not have an agreement, just have a utility agreement, then mm-hmm. there's really no way to control it or to stop it at all. So, Without that development agreement, had that just been, like I said, been given a, a yes and started, you know, 16 months ago without doing the, the all the work that needed to be done, which was never, you know, ultimately completed because we ran into this something that clearly needed to shut the project down, you wouldn't have had the protections to be able to stop it. And then you would have really probably been in quite a mess. 775-5559, you're on the air with Brandon Bochensky. Good morning. Hello. Yeah, That's you. Good morning. Oh, okay. Um Last summer, I think uh, Ryan Cunningham was still on the morning show. Mm-hmm. Um, I called in and asked Dana Sandy if he thought that the um, competition between government entities like cities so they could bring in development by giving people tax breaks uh, was a good idea. In other words, uh, pass a law that sets a standard that you can't give people exemptions and privilege under tax law for corporations coming in because it irks people that they're still paying their property taxes while you're giving uh, a large corporation, in this case a Chinese corporation, uh, an advantage over uh, fairness in tax law. Now, I know that everybody wants growth because you want to have a certain size of uh, tax base, but uh, we should have a national law 
it, it uh, addresses this uh, structural problem so we don't have cities competing against each other and then uh, making people pissed off because they're getting a tax break and the other people's taxes uh, stay the same. Um, I, you could pass a national law and make it applied under the 14th Amendment to the Constitution, and the federal law that goes along with that amendment says that you can't discriminate people's property under any color of law. So that's my opinion. Uh, I'd like to hear what Mayor Broschinski has to say. Yeah, I, I, I agree with them. I agree with them completely. I think that when this started decades ago, when you started doing these tax incentives, you had the communities that were doing it were getting all the projects, getting all the growth, the jobs, those types of things. And then you get into this highly competitive environment where really you're, you're competing to try to win these things. And it works great for the corporations. But until we have it, have it stop, I mean, we could decide in Grand Forks we're not going to do any of that. And then you're going to end up without construction, without companies coming in because they're going to go to the areas that have that. So mm. without a state or, or federal level playing field, and you have states that do this a lot better than other states, and they're they're the ones that, that tend to win projects. And those projects tend to benefit the, the communities economically in the long run, but it, it ends up being a game where who's the best at, at doing the incentives. And I think having a law like that would level the playing field completely. And then you're, you're, you're on the merits, but we, which Grand Force in North Dakota can really win on our workforce, yep. on our stability, on our safety. I mean, those are categories where we are really strong, but we, you know, we get beat out by other places that are going to offer, you know, even, even be, uh, better incentives, even in this project, the, um, in Iowa and in um, Nebraska, they at the state level had much better incentives, and and that has driven a lot of these types of projects to to other states. And I, mm-hmm. I would love to see that because it it comes down to this thing. It's something that you don't like, but then you've got to figure out how to use it effectively. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, how do you compete in a world where everybody's doing the thing you don't really want to be doing? Yeah, and I think the easy answer is say just don't ever don't offer any of that. But then I think you're a leg behind, and I yep. think you'll end up in ten or twenty years in the future, you'll be way behind, and then you're you're reeling and trying to figure out uh, how you got there. Doesn't solve the problem; it sidesteps it. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Hey, Super Dave. Again, I, I got cut off before I finished. So, getting back to it, Mayor, we cannot operate in a bubble. And that's one of the biggest problems we have with manufacturing and with all, all types of industries. They operate in a bubble and they end up dying because they don't see the 360. They only see 90 degrees, right? Yeah. Finally, specific question. The voters have lost all faith and trust. A lot of the voters have lost faith and trust. Specifically, what are we going to do to, i.e., Chief Nelson, and uh, Gostat, uh, those that fall under your purview because you are the essentially the executive, what are we going to do to try and obtain information and uh, consequences for their actions? Their actions, what I mean by that is uh, the, the, the charging of the, to the city for extra services without the appropriate invoices and um, Chief Nelson and actually having Chief Nelson go out and investigate a citizen for no violation of a law. I'll leave it to you, sir. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And I think we do, if you're going to go with an action like that and, and, and essentially fire someone, you need to have evidence and proof of that. If there's evidence and proof that the city attorney charged the city um, fees that were unjust, then yeah, absolutely. That would be a, a grounds for termination. He would probably lose his law degree and probably uh, be barred from the, or be uh, barred from the state bar. I don't know mm-hmm. how you say that correctly. Um, 
yeah, I, we're, I'll look into anything. Send me what you've got. I don't think I, I, at the end of the day, I've looked at the, the, the process on everything that happened with Jody Carl's things. From what I've seen from any of the investigation, I don't think anything was done. I wish they would have called. I wish that would have been the route. I wish they wouldn't have gotten involved in it to begin with, but I don't think that they were the protocol that I don't think that they were intentionally trying to intimidate her. I think they had questions about what she had wrote. I think that they went there and they were polite and they asked her questions. I don't believe that he was trying to intimidate or try to scare anybody. We're in a world now where when you've got someone, you know, making claims that they um, want to overthrow the government, I think you probably got to at least call them and figure out what's going on. And I think we should have understood what was happening in that. I Mm -hmm. think, and her intention was to say she wanted to recall and to, to remove people, mm-hmm. but she didn't say that. She said, "I'm, you know, I'm gathering people to overthrow the government." I don't. I mean, in very specifically, she just quoted the Constitution, right? Yeah, and in in, in Declaration of Independence, not the Constitution, okay. but yes. Right. And I think, yeah, and I think that then you got to look at that. But I, I mean, the handling of that can it have been differently? Is it worth firing somebody over? I think you've you, you've really got to be careful when you start going down that road. Put it that way. And I know that some people will disagree with that. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Good morning, Noah. Is it me? That's you. Hey, good morning, Mayor. Good morning. Dave, you've got every city council meeting taped, and I, I want to kind of emphasize the lack of transparency that that one female caller called in about four or five calls ago. The question was asked to the city council and presented to the city council about have you contacted the Air Force Base and have you contacted CPS? To which the response was, of course we did. They wouldn't send it to us unless they'd had that cleared. I'm going to give you the last few seconds because we're running out of time. Your thoughts on that, contacting the Air Force and and CFIUS. Well, I think his point is that, yeah, every single, I mean, there was a lot of, go back and look. You can can review everything from this entire process if you want to from the start. They're all available. They're all on, on video. Mayor, we appreciate the time. We'll uh, we'll put Foo Fang to rest and hopefully move on to other topics in, in the coming weeks. Appreciate your time. We'll get you back next uh, next Tuesday. This is Critical Thought on KNOX. Radio 1310 KNOX 107.9-1033 FM. Good morning, 1110-26 out on our way to a daytime high. In the studio with me, Dana Sandy, President of the City Council. Welcome in, sir. Thank you, Noah. Great to be here. I have to say, I have never been uh, called Meat Rocket in my life. (laughs) Do you wear your seatbelt? Not to be known as me. I do, every every time. And probably uh, since I was in high school, uh, uh, I guess it wasn't anybody that I knew, but... When I was in high school, somebody in the area was killed, and they were killed because they weren't wearing their seatbelt, and uh, so I just started wearing it. See, that's why you're not called me, Rocket. Yeah, right. Exactly. You can't be ejected from the vehicle. Exactly. So i i wanted to I wanted to have you on because, uh, in part, you know, your questions, your thoughts are welcome at seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. If you have a question or comment for Dana, he'd love to entertain it. But I wanted to just get your thoughts now that we're on the other side of Fufang Project is is more or less dead. Yep. What is your takeaway? And I guess. I might start out with saying, having hindsight of twenty twenty, what would you have done differently, if anything? Uh, you know, I guess to be honest with you, I didn't recognize how uh, not only our community but 
um, many of the leaders in the state and of certainly uh, our federal delegation. I didn't realize how concerned they were about the Chinese government. Okay. And uh, that uh, any sort of ties to the Chinese government were going to put um, people, you know, people that were at ease were, were you know, they get uh, worked up about it. And, and certainly uh, I can understand how our, uh, our Air Force and our military would have concerns about the Chinese government. Certainly, I didn't recognize the level of concern that there actually was. And so, okay. uh, I mean, if I can go back in time, sure, I, you know, I don't know if I'd made more phone calls or not. But uh, in, I guess I've always uh, assumed that if the federal government had issues, mm-hmm. they would they would let us know, which ultimately they did. Sure, sure. Right? Maybe just having a more proactive stance on, hey, we're looking into this and just wade into that territory more carefully. Yeah, you know, again, uh, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty. I did not realize how um, certain people had that big a negative opinion of the Chinese government. I mean, certainly sure. Chinese government is bad. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're yep. really, they really are horrible. Yep. But they've also been that way for 40 years. Yeah, well, they've been that way for a lot longer than 40 years. 775-5559, you're on the air with Data Sandy. Good morning. Well, thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to make sure and reach out and say thank you, Mr. Sandy, for doing what you did, standing up and and doing all of the right things when it came to this whole uh, lineup of projects that have been coming or looking to come to Grand Forks, including Fufang. That development agreement was priceless. It was... uh, a big savior in the end because it was an easy way to get out if there was something wrong. So again, thank you. And if there ever is a recall, please take my number down. I'll be there to help you. Uh, don't go door to door. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. You know, I mean the development agreement, your, your caller, the caller spot on um, the development agreement was created and put in place specifically for this sort of an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, again, uh, we we made a plan. We came up with a plan, a process for a plan. We put the plan together. We implemented the plan with the development agreement, and ultimately, the development agreement is what's going to keep us from losing. You know, you know what? So. I, I I wasn't around at the very beginning. Uh, you know, I started following this kind of late in the game. Can you help me understand, like, as far as the timeline goes, when was the development agreement signed, as opposed to when people started to get really vocal about, hey, this is this is bad news? Was the development agreement in place at that time? Uh, the process for the, well, yeah, probably the development agreement was already in place. There were some people, certainly the folks from Faulkner Township were there early before the development agreement was implemented. Um, I don't think, uh, the James Kelso's of the world or the, the coachman's showed up until after the agreement was, was already in place though. I see. And, well, and the concern at that very onset, was it, was it a concern about China or was it a concern? No, the, about- the original concern was, uh, uh, Water and water and smell. Okay, was yeah. and that's what the the folks in Faulkner Township that live up there were very concerned about the wall, you know, water. And, and I think mostly it was smell, but then it became water, then it became natural gas, then it became Chinese company, then it, and on and right, on. Right, right, right. Let's see what sticks. Seven seven yeah. five fifty five fifty nine. You're on Cano X. Good morning. Morning. Hello. Hello. Hey there. Have you, have you got me on? That's you. Okay, I, I'm relating to the seat belts. If people have enough insurance to cover if they hit somebody else, th- th- then they could go without the seat belts maybe. 
But you know, when you get in an accident and somebody winds up crippled up for life, uh, takes millions of dollars, nobody has that kind of insurance. So that's why it's compulsory to wear seatbelts. Yeah, that makes sense. Again, if you can show me how it affects somebody else, I'm all on board. I appreciate the call. 775-5559, the number to uh, join us. You can call or text that same number. Email us live at KNOXradio.com. Text messenger says, I completely agree, Mr. Sandy. Thank you for all the work for the city. You're truly appreciated. Another text messenger says, the Air Force tried to let you guys make the right choice, but you would not, so they had to step in. Did you have communication from the Air Force saying, hey, this is maybe not such a great idea before the letter came out? No. Okay. No, so, absolutely so, not. so within 30 minutes of the Air Force speaking up and saying this is a problem, we pulled the plug. Yeah, exactly. 100%. And, uh, and perhaps, um, you know, so here, here's to, to the texter. This is what I don't understand. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We're rational people. We're reasonable. Mm-hmm. I understand that there, if there actually is. So think of it this way. There is actually a national security issue that the Air Force is concerned about. And as Waterman said on Monday night, but they, they don't want people to know about it, mm-hmm. which is why they don't want to publicly come out and say it. They want it to be dealt with at the local level. Sure. Okay. I can understand that. Yep. Why don't they pick up the phone and call me or call the mayor and what? say, hey, we, we can't tell you what's going on, but we believe you need to pull the puck. Respectfully, would that be enough? And, and I ask that because of this, right? If they don't come out with an actual letter, then what do you tell Fufang in the way of the development agreement? What do you point to to say, here's why we have to get out of this? Can you just say, hey, I got a phone call? We, we figure it out, right? I mean, you, you just you have to figure it out. Okay. We would have figured it out. Okay. I mean, that's my opinion, and people can can say that I'm crazy or I'm making it up. I, I, if if Senator Kramer had called me and said, "Hey, Dana, look, there's there's an issue. I can't get into it, but you need to pull the plug," I would have said, "Yes, sir. I'll figure it out." Problem is, they didn't. So I don't know. When over and over again, you get uh, it's still a, it's a public. Yeah. Hey, we're, I got some concerns about it, but it's a local it's a local decision. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, the local decision is this is great going to be great for our people of our town. It's going to raise the 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 tide will raise all the ships, right? It's going to improve the the living wages for for the most vulnerable people in our community that desperately are the ones that need their wages raised, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's what I feel bad about is this was going to help a lot of people. Uh, and the people, I mean, let's face it, you and I, we're setting our ways and we're we're moving right along, right? The, that corn mill was not going to change my life whatsoever. Right. Probably wouldn't change yours, wouldn't change anyone out here, wouldn't change it in the lives of any of the people that I work with. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people in town that would have changed their, their lives, and, and that's what I feel bad about. But that's also why I'm going to keep working, trying to figure out how we can get more industry like that. 775-5559, you're on KNOX with Dana Sandy. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, say, as far as Fufang, I could care less. I think uh, it's kind of overblown. I don't see where there'd be a security problem. If you want to work, worry about security problems, how about UND? We train Chinese pilots, a major tra- trainer of Chinese pilots. These pilots will probably go back to China and become military pilots, some of them, as where our pilots might be facing in some years mm-hmm. in the future. So I'd be more concerned about our pilot training program where we're training uh, Chinese to be good pilots and speak good English and all this that uh, we may have a problem with in the future. I appreciate the call. Does the city have any say in in the relationship that UND has uh, with taking pilots from other countries? 
Does that at all fall into the city's purview? Well, I don't, I don't think so, but certainly the university isn't insensitive. I, I don't mean to speak for the university officials. I certainly don't work for them, but I think the callers, um, I wouldn't say misguided, but perhaps uninformed. Okay. The university isn't training any Chinese pilots, and they haven't been for quite for several years. Okay. So I'm sure I hear what you're saying, but, but it doesn't resonate with me because there aren't, there aren't groups of Chinese pilots out at UND anymore. Okay. 775-5559. Text messenger says that Tom Cotton, the Pentagon, and Kramer told uh, Brandon Bochensky that there were issues with the with uh, security issues. Okay. That's news to me. Okay. So he didn't share that with you if that... If Tom that Cotton w- called the mayor. I'm just Wait, the this is, it's yeah. interesting. I'd be interested to know where you're getting your information. Text messenger says it's 775-5559. Dana, do you think that the senators, the U.S. Air Force, answer to the city council? Question mark. That's the problem. All the signs were there for you to figure it out. And again, what I come back to is I'm not. Oh, so hold on. I'm not unsympathetic to that idea. Right? See, I'm, I'm not. not I'm not either. So. So. But what I come back to is if you are in a legally binding agreement, then you have to have. From my perspective, you would have to have something to point to to go, this section, this sure. clause, here's what sure. we don't need. Can you do that just based off of, hey, all, there's a lot of talk going around about concerns about security issues with China. Is that enough? Probably not. But, you know, uh, I don't know. Here's what I do know. We're going to end up in court with Fufang anyway. Um, whether we'd ended up in with them in court over this or somewhere, something else, um, you know, remains to be seen. If we had just said we're not going to move it forward who knows mm-hmm. do you you so you see them bringing a lawsuit against oh certainly of course really? they are oh yeah absolutely because they have a huge investment in this and so if it's not going forward that's correct if the city were to, and i'm not i'm not but, but again you know i'm not going to get into the legal side be, i i just believe i mean if you think about it pragmatically you're a large corporation you're investing in this we're moving forward yeah no matter what, even if they know that the agreement we're that the city's rock solid, they're mm-hmm. still going to sue, right? I think that's just the way life works, right? So I, whether whether they think they're going to win or not, I think I think as much as anything, it's principle that that's how you do it. Yeah, very interesting. All right, I want to pick it up on the other side more to discuss there. Your calls, your thoughts are welcome at seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. We'll take the first break here. This is Critical Thought on KNOX. Radio 1310 KNOX 1079 1033 FM 112628. Couple of things for you. The men's show coming up February 17th, 18th, and 19th. Admission is just $9, $5 for kids age 3 to 12. Then join United Way and 1310 KNOX on February 9th for Giving Hearts Day to provide kids and families with the support they need to thrive in our community. 1310 KNOX will be set up at United Way from 9 to noon. 775-5559, the number to join us. Dana Sandy, my guest this hour on Critical Thought. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I would remind Mr. Sandy that it was a long time ago, um, and I did not mean to send that uh, text about um, uh, Tom Cotton, the Pentagon, and Mayor Bochensky. I hadn't finished before he hit sent. I in no way intended for it to read that Tom Cotton and the Pentagon contacted the mayor. Uh, it is said on 
good uh, information that uh, the mayor had talked to Senator Kramer and told him between you and me, uh, I wouldn't do it, is what Kramer said. Now, that was not as his official capacity as a senator. Sure. Okay. But, um, sure. Thank you. Um, we, we were on this show quite some time ago. And uh, Noah has gone back and found a lot of different things that were said. So I would just, before you dismiss this out of hand, remember that things can be gotten back to sure. and replayed. Um, I asked you at one point, how come when the Pentagon, people like Tom Cotton, senators, congressmen, the Department of Natural, National Intelligence, and other people, generals, have said this is a very bad idea not to do it. And when I asked you that question... You said you had more information than I did and pretty much dismissed me out of hand the way you have with so many others. And now it seems that after this thing has gone to hell in a handbasket, there's an awful lot of backpedaling on your part and others to try and CYA and put the city of Grand Forks in a, in a positive light. Um, I don't mean you any ill will, but, but the things that you ignored, the things that you've done to people, sending the cops out and the FBI... I, I didn't send the cops or the FBI to anyone. I'm not. I'm. I'm not accusing you. But you keep saying you. You keep saying you. So I'm taking that as you mean me. I didn't send the cops. So I'm. And I. And I do feel bad. I. 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 If I'd been in charge and at the time, I probably wouldn't have sent the police or the FBI to anyone. But we are where we are. Remedy the situation. What are you personally doing then to remedy that situation? Have you gotten to the bottom of it? Have you started an investigation? What? what, what to, no, to investigate. Apologize. But to investigate what, though? What do you want to know? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm I'm being totally serious. I'm not being flippant here. I'm asking you, what do you want I'm to know? Either. I know that the p- chief of police, through consultation with the uh, with the uh, other police officers, made the decision to send the the cops out. I don't know who contacted the FBI. But we are in regular consultation with the FBI on a, if not a daily basis, on a very often basis. I'm sure there was conversations amongst them about what they had been seeing on social media. And so I'm sure they reported to the FBI. I don't know for sure, but I can't change what happened. And we can certainly get to the bottom of it. Are you going to let me speak for a moment here? You can certainly get to the bottom of it. You're a part of what happened here. You're a part of the city. You're president of the city council. Yes, sir. There are somebody is lying because there are two different versions in a a version that is spoken in an official email version that if you ever, I'm sure you don't even attempt to listen to Lee Hensrud's show anymore because you get a lot of hard questions like I'm asking you. You're willing to come on with Noah because most of this is very gentle towards you and the mayor and everybody else. But I would respectfully ask you. To put your personal differences aside with Lee Hensrud and call in at 3 o'clock, he'll give you respect. We'll all give you respect, but we want answers to hard questions. I, I'm, got other I, people calling. I'm happy to but, take um, hard questions. I've never skirted hard questions. If You, you want to know why I don't go on with Lee Hensrud? Is that, is that, because you don't like him personally and you feel like he's attacking you personally. I, I, we, have, never, I have never once said that I don't like Lee Hensrud. I don't know where you're getting that. You want KNOX to deal? The the email was read on the radio. I understand that. I did not in that email say that I don't like Lee Hensrud. I said Lee Hensrud is personally attacking me. 
Lee Hensrud has made it his business to personally attack me, and that I don't like. And well, so why yeah. would I spend my time validating Lee Hensrud and his and him and his program when he goes out of his way to personally attack me? And you know what? If you came on that program and sat down and talked like two men, he would treat you with respect. I'm sure you would treat him with respect. You might get some nasty calls. I, I don't um, mind nasty I calls. I want to see you recalled and a few other people, but I'm not going to be nasty to you. I, and I don't think you are. I'm, I don't have a problem with taking your calls and answering your questions. I certainly, I just, I certainly I, don't want to impede the discussion, but I do have to get to the KNOX Newsroom so I, we, can, we can pick it up on the other side. Here's, here's the thing. What I, what I would encourage us all to do is we've got Dana for the rest of the hour. If there is a question that we want to ask him, let's ask him. Airwaves I'm, I'm work happy nine to, to take questions. The airwaves work 9 to noon the same way they, they work 3 to 6. This is Critical Thought on KNOX. News Radio 1310 KNOX 1079 I think, thank you for that. should be more civil. Yeah. I I think in in my email to JT, I said that it's lazy. And and I mean that because, you know, uh, the old adage, the negative takes no preparation. Mm. It's easy to sit and throw bombs at everything other people are doing. It's it's considerably harder to come up with rational arguments and uh, provide alternatives and those sorts of things. And so, you know, I mean, it is what it is. And, but I appreciate that, and I appreciate uh, my time with Noah and and the um, reasonable, rational people. That that, and I'll take all the hard questions. I have no problem with hard questions, and I, believe me, I know as much as anybody else does that I deserve the hard questions. I, you know, I, I unfortunately I ran and I got elected, and so here I am. So I'll take the I'll take the the bombs too to a certain degree. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. You're on the air with Dana Sandy. Good morning. Yeah, Dana, why do you dance around everything that anybody asks you? It's like when you were asked about top flight. So hold hold on, hold on. I, this this is this is precisely what the other caller was talking about. So I don't it, what specifically is your question? Well, my question is why does he not be completely honest? Okay, in what? In what give me what exact what what question did he not answer? Just restate the question. When, when when Kramer and Hoven okay. came and told them to stop the project, why did he not listen to what they said? When Kramer they- and Hoven didn't ask us to stop the project. Kramer and Hoven both collectively said that it is still a local decision. 
that Mr. Cadillac, that's a fact. So when when the Air Force put out the letter, I don't understand why uh, why uh, we heard it in a press release rather than a phone call. But either way, once the senators received the letter from the Air Force, we were contacted, and and we immediately when I first phone call I got was from KNOX from Pat Sweeney. He recorded me, and I said, "No, the deal's done." Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that was the first I had heard of it was when he called me. And so I was certainly shocked by the whole thing. And I immediately said, okay, that's it. So I, I we put together the development agreement specifically for this reason. We put it, the plan in place. We were working the plan and it didn't work out. Okay. We're going to, I'm moving on. I hope you can move on too. I certainly will. Thank you. I wish you all the best, sir. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. You're on the air with Dana Sandy. Good morning. Hey, how are we doing today? Good morning. Good morning. Um, I just want to start out with, let, let's have an adult conversation about this whole deal. I'm not putting the blame, you know, you, I I hope you guys take some of the blame for this process, right? Yep, absolutely. It was, it, yeah, yeah, it was you guys, and it was the citizens who basically contacted the federal government to shut this down. So you guys claiming that you did everything you could is kind of a false statement. Could you... Could you say admit to that? Well, so, we, we, I can rephrase that a little bit. So I think what he's saying is, is it a fair assessment to say you didn't do everything you could have done to try to stop the project? It was you did. We, every- yeah, we took the approach that we wanted the project to go forward. Right. We didn't take the approach that we wanted to find every reason why the project shouldn't go forward. Should should I have taken the different approach? Perhaps. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll accept that. All right. Now that we know there has been things done wrong by the city yep. in the process that was taken, yes. are you willing to do what you can to unact, annex those businesses that were forcefully annexed? So uh, that's a no. Yeah, no, that's a great. That's a really good question. There are some problems with unannexing that the the whole parcel because, um, and I I mentioned this on Monday night. There are businesses up there that wanted to be annexed and that they've made business decisions based upon being annexed and therefore getting water, correct. sewer, roads. And You're so speaking of SNS, correct? I'm, well, there, SNS would be one of them. Bergstrom uh, Electric would be another one. I mean, there are a few. There, it's more than one that have made business okay. decisions based upon these things. And so okay, those, those are those are the big corporations that can handle the cost, though, data. Most of the businesses along here are family-owned businesses. That this cost that you've endured to them is gonna—it's gonna affect them majorly. You know, so, so like I said on yep. the meeting on yep. uh, Monday night, four hundred and fifty percent increase. Do you do you think that's fair for a, for a green field space? now that's right behind me. I am receiving no benefit, like I've said numerous times, but your water and sewer, which we already have here, Dana. It's the, the flood mm-hmm. protection, yeah, okay, I understand that, you know, everybody's got it. But other than that, there is no benefit to me coming to the city. I, I, I hear that that's your opinion. I, I don't necessarily agree with it, um, but I, I value what you're saying. And as I told Frank Matichek and what I told, well, you, the collective you in the audience on Monday night, I'm willing to have the discussion. If there's a way we can figure out how to pick, 
pick one or another or whatever so that we can make it work out. I'm more than willing to have that conversation. The problem for you, though, is that the Piper's coming sometime, mm. right? And right now, in my opinion, the city and the state are providing the best financial deal for your annexation that you will ever get. And so if you don't get annexed today, you will not get the benefit of the cost savings that is going to go in today. 775-5559, you're on KNOX with Dana Sandy. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Good morning. I'm 59. I live in Forks. I was born in Forks. I live on the north end. I don't hear a lot of people asking why was all these surveys done, paying this guy for that, paying this guy for that, digging a hole, bringing in equipment, selling them land when it was never 100% approved yet. That's what has been Mm. bothering me. You don't dig a hole in a graveyard until you're dead, right? (laughs) Well, how did all this money, why is all this stuff going on when it hasn't been 100% approved? Yeah, let's talk about that. I I don't understand that part. I'm Norwegian. I don't understand that. No, let me me see if if I can provide some clarity. First of all, the land purchased, the land was not owned by the city of Grand Forks. The city of Grand Forks had nothing to do with the purchase of the property that Fu Fung buying that farmland. We didn't broker it. We didn't do anything about it. We, of course, when um, when the Department of Commerce came and talked to us about it, we have always, we collective uh, uh, economic development city administration, have always looked at that part of town as future um uh, you know, agribusiness area because of the proximity proximity to water. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's always kind of been in the back of our minds. So when Department of Commerce came, we said, here's the area that they should look at. Foo Fung goes out. They start meeting with the people. They're the ones that did the deal to buy the land. It had nothing to do with the city. Now, regarding the equipment and the hole in the ground, um, when we annexed that property, part of that annexation was related to putting in stormwater retention. We have to. It's an EPA requirement. If you look all over the city, the new developments, there are these water ponds that are popping up in all the new developments. Hmm. You'll see them all over town. It is a requirement. Part of why uh, some of the businesses in that area have been having difficulty expanding, the city's been reluctant to give building permits for things because they don't have stormwater runoff that the EPA requires us to manage. Once they were annexed, the very first thing that, that we said was we have to put in the stormwater plant because we have to manage the water and the water runoff in that whole area. It is a federal law. Mm. And, and although Mr. Spicer, who called in, says he doesn't see any benefit from it, he may his property might not have any water problems. Mm-hmm. And I can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. But all of his neighbors have water problems. They have water runoff problems. And it has to be legally we have to deal with it the minute they're annexed in town. So we weren't building that pond specifically for Fufung. That pond is to manage the water runoff, the stormwater runoff, for that entire area that was annexed. Whether Fufung's part of that or not, whether they're built or not, it still manages the water runoff from that piece of property. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. Good morning to you, Noah, and uh, President Sandy. Good morning. Um, you just mentioned, Mr. Sandy, that you would be willing to take hard questions, so I, I have a couple of them for you. 
and I know certainly that uh, Mr. Hensrud does not need me to um, defend him, but when you look at the letter that you sent to Jared Thomas regarding um, that, that you called him actually a member of the Proud Boys, which... I, I didn't. I, he he did say um, that. He said that on the air. He didn't say that he okay. was a member of the Proud Boys, but multiple times he mentioned he's a Proud Boy, which I inferred that he was saying he was a member of the Proud Boys. I've come to learn that okay. that's not true. Okay. So do you believe that there should be freedom of the press? Absolutely. 100%. Okay. So when you when you asked in that letter to uh, for Jared Thomas to take action... Yep. What is it that you were expecting from that? Specifically what I laid out in my email, asking him to stop the personal attacks on me. So do you believe that the communication that was happening and between him and his listeners, do you, you believe that untruths were shared with that? I believe that Mr. Hensrud took every opportunity to take personal attacks towards me and I okay. didn't, and I didn't appreciate it. Okay. And I, and I stand by that. I, I sent it from my city email, knowing that it's a public record. I wasn't trying to hide it. I didn't call JT. I sent it in a public email. Yeah, you, you were not very happy about that. I know, but anyway, I mentioned to you Monday night at the meeting. I had asked you if there were any other um, public people in the city who, who you had done something in order to get them fired from their position and you denied that correct yes okay um how about the director of our chamber of commerce mr wilford barry wilford did you contact the executive committee of the chamber of commerce in order to um have barry removed as director from the chamber of commerce I have no say over the director of the Chamber of Commerce. Right, but that wasn't my question. My I did I did speak with, yeah, I did speak with a few of the, uh, actually three of the executives for the Chamber okay. of Commerce. And I certainly did. In hopes, in hopes to accomplish what? In hopes to, uh, I don't believe that the Chamber of Commerce took the appropriate position on Fufang at the time. And I told the executives that I thought that they should be more assertive in helping the city with our position. So rather than the citizens, when you say your position, you weren't considering the citizens. You were. Considering- I was so certainly I, I, considering. So I, I want to circle back. To, I want to circle back a little bit to something. So you you started that question by saying that he what tried to enact the firing of somebody. Could you bring that home for me a little bit? I I didn't quite follow how him asking them to take a different stance on Fu Feng results in somebody's termination. Because he is acting in his capacity as city council president. Okay. He is also a representative of Ward Six as all other council members are representatives of their wards, and the reason they were elected was to represent the voices of the people. That's true. So obviously we have found throughout this whole fiasco that the voices of the people were very obviously not represented. Okay, so, so, so but you, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold so, on. So the concern is not that he tried to get somebody fired, it's that he was he was exerting influence rather than taking the input of the people. That was, that's what you meant to say. No, don't tell me what I meant to say. Well, I'm asking. I said, I said what I meant. Okay. So what, so then bring it home for me. How did, how did his comments uh, asking them to take a different stance on Fu Feng, how did that result? How did that, how does that lead to him trying to get somebody fired? 
because of his, if he was Joe Everyday Citizen, uh-huh. like me, and I went to the executive committee of the Chamber of Commerce, and I said, I don't believe that Mr. Wilford is, is, is acting in the right way, and I think you guys need to do something about it. Okay. Do you think anything would be done? But no. Can I? Can I? There's a big difference can, between can, asking somebody to take a different stance. And can and I? Ask, can I circle this back? Sure. Uh, Barry Wilford is the local and paid representative for the chamber board, right? He represents and says what the chamber board wants him to say. And so when I go to the okay. chamber board executives saying I don't like the message that. Mr. Wilfart is giving, I'm explaining to them why the chamber board needs to take a different stance because all Barry's okay. doing is, is repeating what his board of directors have said. So you said that he follows the directions of his chamber board. Yes. Not you, not you. That's correct. I don't follow the directions of the president of the city council. And so I don't, why did, you get your, why did you get your nose in it? and attempt to influence the board to to threaten his livelihood. I, it's really that, good. That's, see, I, I appreciate the call. That's where we make, that's where we make the right. jump, right? That's right. where they make the jump. And I asked three times. Uh-huh. I asked three times. Right? 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, hello. Good morning, Mr. Sandy. Good morning. I'm curious. Um, I know we got a line of credit from Fufeng. So will that go to help? pay for um, Mr. Godstead's hours and reimburse some of us for, not us, but the city for that time spent and some of this infrastructure that's going in? Yes, that's what the uh, letter of credit was for. So we will exercise that letter of credit to recoup all of our expenses. Fantastic. And um, I do appreciate, I live in Ward 6, and I appreciate you are the only council member that did respond when I emailed you, so I do appreciate that. But I also would like you to know that I'm very happy that Fufeng has been terminated, and I do feel sorry for the landowners out there. I think somehow the city needs to make it right with them. It's, it doesn't seem totally fair that this was annexed the way it was. So I hope you would help them and listen to them a little bit. And I appreciate your time today and you have a good day. Thank you Thank so you. much for the call. And certainly, uh, again, I'll repeat, I'm happy to have the conversation. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. you're on KNOX. Good morning. Yeah, hi. Can you tell me uh, if the Air Force Base was ever uh, asked about it and our U.S. government ever asked about this before it went through? Before what went did, through did the we purchase ask, of the land? Did we or? ever ask the Air Force if they had a concern prior to them coming out with the, the letter? Yeah, uh, I even, it's quite well known. We went to Colonel Curry very early on, very early on, and asked him the question. He, of course, cannot provide an answer. Mm. He, If you ask him directly, he will tell you the minute we talked to him, he took it straight to the Pentagon, and there we waited for 14 months. They were certainly asked. I got to leave it there. President Sandy, I appreciate your time as always. Thanks, Uh, everybody. Yeah, we'll get you back on the program soon. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, Brian's out today, so we've got a fill-in host. That's up next. News Radio 1310, KNOX.